here. Let us pilgrim to the holy place of heaven. We have already tasted of the fruits of that world. Poor sinner, let Jesus save you. He paid a high ransom for you. Will you go to the city? Jesus will receive you. Do you want to go? Will you go with us? Will you go to heaven? Will you go with us on the pilgrimage to the eternal home there? Dear people, seek salvation. Get ready. Let not one moment be wasted. God in His love calls you so graciously. Oh, how we would like to see all happy. Will you go to the city? Jesus will receive you. Do you want to go? Will you go with us? Will you go to heaven? Will you go on the pilgrimage to the eternal home there? Yes, we are going to heaven according to the Bible. Ye shall be holy, it teaches, through the blood. Therefore, give up the world and avoid all evil. Faithfully receive the gifts purchased for you. Will you go to the city? Jesus will receive you. Do you want to go? Will you go with us? Will you go to heaven? Will you go on the pilgrimage to the eternal home there? Choose you today that place of blessed delight. Do you want to dwell there forever and ever? Just come, the crown of life waits for you in the eternal blessed home of glory.
faith in Jesus alone gives life and leads us into the heavenly stream. Jesus has redeemed us from Satan's power and has transferred us into his eternal kingdom. This stream pours freely and flows from Jesus' side. This stream pours freely and still flows from his side. This delicious stream brings us full salvation. It flows from above and is freely given to us. It shines in heavenly splendor. Where it flows, the night must give way. This stream pours freely and flows from Jesus' side. This stream pours freely and still flows from His side. The Spirit and the Bride say, O come. Let him who thirsts drink freely of the stream. It maketh thy heart like a garden of the Lord which is rich in fruit. This stream pours freely and flows from Jesus' side. This stream pours freely and still flows from His side. The fruits of the Spirit are love and joy, kindness, goodness, peace and patience, faith, gentleness, chastity. All these are found in those who are children of the Spirit. To this broadcast, our biblical word reflection with Brother Frank, we welcome all brothers and sisters around the world. We are grateful to hear God's word at this time. May the Lord bless, strengthen, and lead Brother Frank by the Spirit to say what the Lord wants to say to us. 
Before Brother Frank speaks to us, I read us a word of introduction from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, who before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Up to here, this word of God. Please, Brother Frank, thanks be to the Lord, our God, for his precious and holy word. We all know that we are living very close to the return of Jesus Christ. We all know that the Lord God has sent his servant and prophet to bring the divine message before the Lord comes. But before we go into this subject in more detail, I would like to extend all the greetings, whether our brother Müller from the Baltic Sea, whether everyone from Austria, from Switzerland, from all over Europe, from Paris, from everywhere, from Canada, USA, Africa, Asia, from everywhere, from London, from everywhere, we have greetings and we ask the Lord to address all true believers in all peoples and tongues and that the word of the Lord will accomplish what it was sent to do. We have heard two main things in the word of introduction. Firstly, so that God can send the time of refreshing. And we are waiting for God to give a refreshing, a quickening, a real movement worked by the Spirit in the bride of Jesus Christ. And in the same way, we are waiting for His return. And we all know, as we have read, 
Him, our Lord and Savior, heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of His servants and prophets. These are such important words of the Scripture that they really must be read not just once, but again and again. And taken to heart. Our Lord waits. Yes, He remains in heaven until the time when everything is restored to its original divine state as it was 2000 years ago in the church of the living God. And we believe with all our hearts that the Lord sent Brother Brenham for that purpose. And let me remind you of the words of our beloved Lord. He was asked in Matthew 17, the scribes say that Elijah must come first And then came the answer, Verily I say unto you, Elijah shall first come and restore all things. Not only prophets and apostles, but our Lord Himself has confirmed that before the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, a prophet like Elijah will come on the scene to call God's people together, as happened on Mount Carmel, and that God's people will have to make the decision whether they will continue to go their own way or whether they will return to the Lord. So, let us keep it in mind and also in our hearts that before the return of Jesus Christ, the pure divine message of the Word will be brought. And I remind you of two days that have special significance. Firstly, with Brother Brenham on the 11th of June, 1933. You are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. 
Then, on the 11th of June, 1958, in Dallas, Texas, Brother Brenham told me, Brother Frank, you will return to Germany with this message. You all know my testimony of the calling, of the commission, of what the Lord God has ordained for this time period. And as surely as Brother Brenham said in the seventh seal at the end, that he carried the message as far as he was destined. So God will see to it that after him the message will be carried on. We thank the Lord God that we may have a direct part in what God has ordained for this period. We read on. We read from Acts 2, verse 42. Acts 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. They persevered in the doctrine of the Apostles. Brothers and sisters, the same is true for us now. After God has restored all things, every teaching, every knowledge, all the promises, everything that God has said to the Church in His Word, we hold fast to it because it is addressed to us. It is meant for us. Let us read on. We read from Acts 13, verse 47. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. This was the moment when Paul had to say to the Jews, Since you do not accept the word, the message of salvation, we turn to the Gentiles. And then he referred to Bible prophecy 
Because this is what the Lord God had already said through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 49. Before we read this text, let me emphasize, apostles have received instructions to put into practice what God has announced through the prophets. We read on. We read from the prophet Isaiah. 49, verse 6, Isaiah 49, verse 6, and he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Praise be to our Lord. In the twofold promise, we are told everything, first for Israel, and then for the church from the nations. And it is not enough for the Lord to gather Israel again. It is not enough for him that Jerusalem has once again become the capital of Israel that millions of Jews have returned from all peoples and tongues. It is not enough for him that the Jews, the Israel, return to their land. No, he has determined two things in his plan the one for the Jews, for Israel. And we see before our eyes that since 1948 the promise has been fulfilled that the Lord has brought back his people Israel from everywhere and that Israel has been declared a state. In the same way, the Lord has taken care that the nations, so it was not enough for the Lord to do the thing with Israel, but I have appointed you to be a light of the Gentiles, that my salvation may be made manifest to the ends of the earth. All nations, all languages 
are included. Beloved brothers and sisters, in all nations and tongues, has there ever been a message in which all peoples, all tongues were truly reached? Did that ever exist in Luther's time, in Wesley's time? Did that ever exist in the past? No, and again no. But in our time, it does exist. It is divine reality. The gospel, the divine message of salvation, as it was proclaimed in the beginning, was to be proclaimed at the end to all nations, to the ends of the earth, before the return of Jesus Christ. And we thank the Lord God that we may say, honestly and sincerely we may say, Today, these two scriptures are fulfilled, the one on Israel, the other on the church. Blessed is he whose eyes are anointed and opened to see in what time we have actually arrived. We read on. We read from Acts 13, verse 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Praised and glorified be our Lord. When they heard this, they praised God. And then it is written as a confirmation, and all who were ordained to eternal life believed. All who were ordained by God to hear the divine message, heard it, received and accepted it, believed from the heart, became obedient. And this is also the case in our time. We have not only recognized, we have realized that God knew all things in advance and he was able to write the very names of those who would accept his word in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. 
It is the same in our time. All those who are destined to belong to the Bright Church receive and accept the word of the hour and praise God with all their heart for the message He has given us. All others pass it by. Everyone should also read this scripture again. All who accepted his word were the ones destined for eternal life and they accepted, they received. It is the same now. If you are destined to belong to the bright church, then you will believe and hear the message that foreruns the second coming of Christ then you will belong to those of whom it is written and his bride has made herself ready. O praised and glorified be our Lord for his precious and holy revealed living word. We read on. We read from 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. This too is a serious admonition. On the one hand, those who have recognized what God is doing now, and on the other hand, entangled in false doctrines as if there is no tomorrow. And so many are entangled in interpretations really beyond comprehension. But there is a blood-bought multitude, a spirit-baptized multitude, who are led by the Spirit of God into all truth and no error exists in the church of the living God. Not one interpretation, not one explanation. There is not one discussion in the bright church about the message, about the word of God, about what Brother Brenham taught, not one discussion among the true believers. They have heard the message 
and taken the revealed word back into the Holy Scriptures and have made God's holy word their absolute. For it is and remains our absolute. Please, again, in the bride of the Lamb, there is no discussion of what Brother Brenham said, what Paul said, what Peter said, what our Lord said. Not a single discussion. All believe as the Scripture says. All have had the Word revealed and are led by the Holy Spirit into all truth. Please, we read from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Amen. This verse is addressed to me. I have taken as my guideline the true doctrine. I have passed on what God has revealed. And to this belongs really that it is emphasized how Brother Brenham got his commission not to make the trip to Switzerland, to Zurich, but to return to Jeffersonville and store up the food. And the same Lord, I may say it, with my Bible lifted up before the face of God, the same Lord who commissioned Brother Brenham to store up the divine food. For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the same Lord and God commanded me to store up the food. And Brother Brenham told me on December the 3rd, 1962, Brother Frank, wait with the giving out of the food until you get the rest that belongs to it. I don't want to go into details, but just giving thanks to the Lord. Just as we read earlier, 
that people will come under false inspiration and teach false doctrines. We have it in Matthew 24 from verse 48 to 50. And there we see I almost said sacred difference. I was told on the 19th of September, you all know the date, the place, the time. My heart is just too moved to say it like that. But as God lives, and I hold the Bible in my hands, the Lord said in an audible voice, My servant, I have ordained you to give out the food according to Matthew 24. Verse 45 to 47 in due season. That is, thus saith the Lord, and that is, thus saith the Lord again. But what about the servant referred to in verse 48? So, first, someone comes on the scene with a divine calling, bringing the divine message, and then someone comes after who has no calling. And I want to ask today to forgive me for that. But I ask you, worldwide, have you heard even once that a brother received a direct divine calling after Brother Brenham's passing? Or even before Brother Brenham's passing? All of them, even those who claim to be the eighth messenger, they are liars. They are simply liars who have no idea about God and God's word and his plan of salvation. I thank the Lord God for the divine calling and also for giving me grace to share the divine food stored up through Brother Brenham to the ministering brethren and all the people of God worldwide. This is, thus saith the Lord in His word. And this is happening right before the fulfillment of Matthew 25. 
Imagine, the last thing that is said is about the giving out of the food in Matthew 24. And directly in Matthew 25, it says, then, namely, when the food is given out in due season, and when all the others appear, eighth messenger, and whoever they all may be, even those who pretend to be prophets, both belong together, the real and the unreal, the true and the imitation. So it was with our Lord. He sowed the good seed. The enemy came after him and sowed the bad seed. But it comes to pass immediately afterwards. Then, then, when that happens, that the food is given out and God's people, the bride church, throughout the world, receives the final divine food, the revealed word, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. And I pray God that you who hear God's holy word now be among the wise virgins who trim their lamps, who put the oil in the vessels and take it with you to be ready when the bridegroom comes. We read on. We read from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, Also to this, in all honesty, must be said the following. In the early church, there was only one church in each city. And you all know, I have mentioned it a few times. Even in the time of Perry Green, when he said, in Tucson there are now eight different churches, then there were nine, and then there were eleven. All this bears witness to the fact that there was no divine calling and commission among these brothers. Even in this time, there are not many churches, but one church, one bright church in each place. Not many. There are only many interpretations and many directions, as they say, within the message. 
No, within the message, there is only one direction, namely the one that has been given in the Word of God. All the brothers, count them all, ask them, do you have a calling? Do you have a calling? Do you, do you? Ask in all circles, and they all teach something different and say they belong to the bride of Jesus Christ. No, to the bride of Jesus Christ belong only those who respect and believe from the heart what God has ordained for this period of time and what God is doing now. For example, if someone were to actually say, I do not believe in the divine calling that Brother Frank received on April the 2nd, 1962. I do not believe that Brother Brenham told him on the 11th of June, 1958, you will return to Germany with this message. I do not believe that Brother Brenham told him on the 3rd of December, 1962, wait with the giving out until you have got the rest of it. All brothers and sisters who cannot believe that are making God a liar. Let me say this in plain terms. We are so close to the coming of Jesus Christ that the truth must be told. There is only one faith only one bright church, only one message, only one commission given by grace by the Lord God at this time. Let us read. We read from Titus 2, verse 7 and 8. I read verse 7. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, in doctrine, demonstrate integrity. This is addressed to the cold, to men who are sent, sent by the Lord, in doctrine demonstrate authenticity, who of all these brothers who tell stories and spread interpretations and pass on such falsifications Who can be placed here? I do not know any of those 
who have deviated and proclaim their own teachings. We remain in the divine teaching given to us through the Holy Scriptures. Please, I now read verse 8 from Titus 2. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. This verse 2 says it all. It is just so powerful. At that time, it was not only Paul who was concerned, but God who used Paul at that time to put these words into the heart of his co-worker Titus. And today, God wants to use me to put these words into the hearts of all ministering brethren so that there would really be no more mixing, no more interpretation, no more anything of one's own, but that the bright church would come together in every place and experience its final preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. Please, we read from 1 Timothy 2, verse 7. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. Thanks be to the Lord. First Paul lists a number of divine facts and then to this I am ordained to pass on the word in verity and that he was ordained a preacher and teacher. Thanks be to the Lord, who has placed the various ministries and gifts and tasks in the church. But now it is mainly about the apostolic teaching It is about the prophetic word. It is about proclaiming nothing other than what is written here in this testament. And a testament has everything that goes with it. And how Paul could emphasize that he was ordained to be a teacher by God. No one can take a gift or a task for himself. It must have been given to him by God. 
And that is why we are thankful that we can also classify everything doctrinally in a biblical way and pass it on so that in the end everything is in biblical order before the return of Christ. Please. We read from 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 13 To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. To this we can repeatedly say Amen and Amen. To remain steadfast in that when the Lord comes again with the saints, with those who have fallen asleep in Christ and we who are alive and remain are changed that we really belong to the multitude that will be raptured to the multitude that let itself be prepared that with divine respect also receives and accepts the divine callings for our time. May I say this aloud and clearly? All, and here I include all Pentecostal churches worldwide who claim to be baptized in the Spirit, to operate gifts, to pray for the sick, and so on. For those who do not believe what God has ordained in His Word for this last phase, to them, Luke 19 from verse 40 to 45 applies that Jesus had to weep over Jerusalem, saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, oh, that thou hadst known in this thy time what is for thy peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. To whom the things which God promised, to whom the things which God does are hidden, he is blind, he is spiritually blind, he can speak in tongues, he can prophesy, he can operate all the gifts and afterwards come to the Lord and say, Did I not prophesy? Did I not do this and that? Brothers and sisters, I don't know why I have to emphasize all this today. I repeat myself, whoever does not recognize 
what God is doing in our time according to what He has promised. I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Brothers and sisters, shall I tell you, Peter under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit already spoke in the first sermon in Acts 2 verse 20 of the day of the Lord and that the sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Imagine what Peter had to say in the first sermon. This I have to say in the last sermon. And I emphasize the scripture is fulfilled before our eyes, before the day of grace, the day of salvation comes to an end, and the day of the Lord dawns, and the sun turns into darkness, and the stars fall from heaven. God has fulfilled His word, His promise. Who can pass by that? Please, who? And I say it again. Everyone, turn to God Himself, not to me, not to Brother Brenham or Brother Paul. Everybody, come before God and say, Beloved Lord, give me grace to have part in what you have ordained for this phase. And as we read at the beginning, they continued steadfastly in the doctrine of the apostles, in fellowship, in prayer, in the breaking of bread, in the same way we have now returned to the doctrine, remaining in intimate fellowship with the Lord and with one another, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, giving thanks to the Lord God for what He has already done and is now doing and will finally do. To Him, our beloved Lord and Savior, who shed His holy blood to forgive our sins, the blood of the new covenant. Brothers and sisters, we are the people of the new covenant, sons and daughters of God, and we are destined to belong to the bright church of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we believe the fulfillment of the promises in our time. To the Lord our God be the glory 
Be the praise, be the thanksgiving for opening our eyes, our hearts, for allowing us to see and that the Lord has confirmed and will continue to confirm His word up to the completion. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We stand up and give thanks to the Lord. Brother Borg will give thanks. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy grace. We thank You. We are Your people. And you have spoken to us this morning through your precious word. Your word is spirit and is life. Your word accomplishes what you send it to do. Bless all brothers and sisters worldwide who have heard their last message. Bless them. Bless the whole work. We are grateful that we may recognize what you have done and what you are doing now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah joyfully resounds our song. Faith brings victory in the Lord. No matter how hard the temptation, we will have so much more grace. Victory in the Lord. Victory in the Lord. Yes, complete victory. Hallelujah. I am free. For my faith is the victory. Praise and glory. Hallelujah. Jesus is my all for me. Firmly I trust in the Lord. Gladly stand on His word. Victory in the Lord. Peace now fills my heart. Joy instead of sin's pain. Victory in the Lord. Complete victory. Hallelujah. I am free. For my faith is the victory. Jesus is my all for me. I make known my freedom with a consecrated, joyful mouth. Victory in the Lord. Though greatly threatened by the enemy, I remain faithful unto death. Victory in the Lord. Complete victory. Hallelujah. I am free. For my faith is the victory. 
Hallelujah. Jesus is my all for me. When I have won and defeated the last enemy, victory in the Lord. For all eternity, my song rings in glory to Him. Victory in the Lord. 